Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz, presented by AMS Bowfishing. Season 1, Episode 5, Schmitty. I can't believe it, we've five down already, hopefully many more to come, it's been fun. You know, I'm, I'm starting to kind of run out of fish stories to tell because we've got all this goofy white stuff on oh. the ground up here and about two feet of ice. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The lakes right now got two feet of snow, and then you got a foot of icy slush but, underneath that. But <laughs> the weather forecast has temps in the 30s. That sun is staying out much longer mm-hmm. now these days with mm-hmm. the changing of the time. Spring ahead. Soon and very soon, hopefully. We're we'll actually... Derek and I are going to be going down tomorrow. Ooh, I'm not going to sleep today. I'm going to be so excited. Yeah, we're going to go to some, uh, try to find some open water and try to do a little bow fishing because yep. uh, I'm getting the itch really bad. It's, I mean, it's doing the, these makes it worse. We we'll talk about it. People are sending us <laughs> pictures and suggestions. Yep. Yeah, the itch is bad it right is now. Bad. It is bad. But yeah, Derek and I are going to be heading down tomorrow here in uh, central Wisconsin to do a little checking on some spots where we think there may be some carp, some open water. So if you're living in areas where there's a lot of snow right now, the temperatures are changing, the sun's getting longer, you know, go check out some of those creeks that might start opening up where there's a little bit of a flow coming into those mm-hmm. um you know, we've even got a spot here in Wisconsin where there's oh, some warm water discharges. Yep. You know, go check them spots out. Yep. Go check them over some carp, and you'll have a blast. Any there. areas that got some some oxygen in the water, don't have ice on top. You know, carp are going to flock to that. Absolutely. You could pick them up in numbers too. I mean, you might shoot two or three fish in a couple hours, or you could shoot a lot of fish. Absolutely. You know, and that actually brings um, a point to a question. You know, mm-hmm. because. Of course, here in Wisconsin, you cannot release or throw back any fish that you shoot with the bow and arrow. Yep. yep. So I get a lot of people saying, well, what do you do when you go you know, out on the ice and you're shooting fish? What do you do with those fish? Yep. We take otter sleds. Yep. And we fill the otter sleds up and we take them back into our trucks and, and take them home that way. Um, so one of the questions was, you had a question that somebody asked on Instagram, I think? Absolutely. He was wondering just what we do, and I think he was talking season-wide, what we do with fish disposal. If we go out and shoot 100 fish in a night, we've got a big, slimy, bloody, yucky barrel, mm-hmm. what in the world do we do with all those fish? Okay, well, first of all, when we are traveling to different states... Um, we usually don't shoot 100 fish a night. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to just yep. throw that out there right away. Yep, yep. <laughs> because generally when we're going to different states to, to go bow fishing, we're going there to film. Yep. So we're not shooting a lot of fish. If we shoot a fish, the next 10 or 15 minutes after that, we are using that fish as a prop in pictures. Yeah, to yeah. To take pictures. Absolutely. But it, we're so. not going out there trying to fill the barrels when we go to different states. We're just going there to get good quality video and good good video. But it is a very good question because we do end up with fish. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with them? Yeah. Um, for example, that one year, Tim and I were down in Tennessee. We were shooting uh, real foot. Yep. We were filming. And uh, we had some good nights. We got some nice grass carp, some good buffalo. And... Right there, we didn't know what to do with the fish. So, there is a museum right there close to Real Foot. Yep. All right? Yep. And it's actually a bird sanctuary as well for injured raptors, like uh, eagles and hawks and a whole variety of different, Mm -hmm. you know, hawks and, and eagles and stuff like that. So, we actually stopped there the next day when we had our fish. And we asked them if they would like to take any of the fish that we had to yep. use them for to feed their their birds. Right, right. You know what they said? 
Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Mm-hmm. What was really cool about that is they took us in and we, we helped them put a lot of the fish in garbage bags and we put them in the freezer. Sure. And then he said, now come along, let's go feed some eagles. So we grabbed two grass cart and uh, he took us into the eagle nest, yep. or not eagle nest, but the, they're the, kind of like uh, their uh, holding not, area. It's, right. it's a bunch of big nettings yeah, okay. that hang way down the yep. sides. It's a bunch yep. of big nettings and stuff in there. So we went in there and... Uh, we got some awesome video because these gold eagles were flying, you know, the best they could in there. And we put the grass carp in there, and they use that for feed. So, if you're uh, out of state, uh, check with zoos. Sure, yeah. You know, um, I get people that call me when they're coming up here to Wisconsin to shoot the AMS Big Twenty. You know, hey, what do we do with fish if we yep. shoot them the night before? Mm-hmm. Um, farmers, I tell them go talk to some local farmers. Yep. They'll be glad to take them and use them for fertilizer. Yep, we do that a lot. Absolutely, with, that's with what we fish. do with the fish back here in Wisconsin. Yes, yes. yep. Um, we work with those farmers, but remember, when you're doing that, pay them back a little bit. Right. You know, give them something, see what they want. You know, um, a case of beer goes a long way. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's it's a it's easy for us if we go out and shoot fish if we're shooting a tournament or something. We don't have to. On the way back, we're not thinking, oh, gosh, we got to go drive back in the woods and right. dump these in our woods or something. It's very easy for us just to pull off out there and dump the fish, and we're done with it. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. It's nice. We can go there whenever we want. They see us driving in. They know what we're doing. Right. right. Um, but, you know, give give them some something for letting you, you know, dispose of your fish mm-hmm. in proper way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get them a gift certificates uh, for fish fries or somewhere going out to eat sure. or something, you know, a case of beer, like I said, goes a long way, too. Yep, yep. absolutely does. Absolutely but that was really cool down in Tennessee. We, you know, we took the fish to that bird sanctuary. They used the fish there. Um, another thing that I really like to do when I'm going to Kentucky is um, I like their rules down there as far as disposing of fish. You can sink fish, yes. you know, down there in yep. the Kentucky area. Yep. And um, there's a lot to be said about that, if it's good, if it's bad. Um, the proper thing that needs to be done with that is you need to do it the proper way. Mm-hmm. You just can't shoot a barrel of fish and then take them up between the channel markers and then just dump that barrel back into the water right. because a lot of those fish aren't going to sink. No, not at all. You know, you need to puncture that airbag. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that's uh, really nice on the big as and silvers down there is they have very tiny scales. Mm-hmm. So we use our gaffs, and you, you puncture them in the airbag area, yep. and you can actually hear the air. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yep. You yep. hear it coming out when you when you hit that, and then you put them in the water, and we sit there and make sure that they sink. Yep. And yep. if one doesn't sink, we're going to troll back to it and gaff it and hit get it in the again. boat and, and get that air airbag to sink, you know, that mm-hmm. to pop and then the fish to sink. And usually when you do it right and you pop that airbag and there's no air left in that fish, they sink pretty darn fast right. they they're going down you know you did it right right and what's going to happen to those fish they're going to become food for <laughs> a lot of different species you know yeah. turtles down there are going to eat yeah. the other you know and they're going to get torn up and there's going to be small fish eating on the yep. the remains of that for a long time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they get used up you yeah. know about that and I, and I like that rule now i hear a lot of people say well why can't you do it in wisconsin you know we we shoot many carp up here, and it's hard to puncture that airbag. Yep. And a lot of the lakes and flowages here in Wisconsin are littered with homes and cabins. Yep. And for that system to work, it needs to be done properly. And if it doesn't work properly, you're going to have complaints. You're going to have complaints. Don't don't like right. it. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, because like I said, you know, it takes one one bad apple to ruin a whole whole dozen. Yeah, so, exactly. So it needs to be done properly. But here in Wisconsin, uh, we've got farmers, local farmers that we work with that allow us to take our fish and, mm-hmm. and dump them in their their manure pits for fertilizer, and they love it. Yep. Uh, they never have any issues. We never had any issues with anything, you know, getting clogged up or jammed up. Um, it works great that way. The last thing that you want to do is dump the fish yeah. in a ditch. Terrible. Um, it just makes me sick when I see these people that are, you took the time to lay all these fish out at a boat landing to take a picture, and then you leave the fish. Yep. That's yep. terrible. I know. You know. That's terrible. I know There, it happened here around Stratford last year. Mm-hmm. Someone was dumping their fish at DNR stations. Right. And just what a what a terrible look mm-hmm. for the bow fishing community, and that's not what the bow fishing community is. I mean, like you right. said, it takes one bad apple, yep. and yep. everyone who heard about that individual doing that, they're going to associate that with every single bow fishing that they hear of. You just never want to be doing something like that. Dispose of them properly. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? I, I had the the game warden from out here in the media call me and send me pictures and stuff, so I was keeping my eye open. Sure, because I guarantee you, if I would have known who done that. <laughs> I would have told him. Yeah, exactly. Without a, without thinking, uh, you know, yep. without missing a beat, I would have told him who it was. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. so dispose of your fish the proper way. And that's a great question. Like you said, that asked about what we do with fish when we go to different states. Um, I have friends in different states that have that let us, you know, take them and put them in their food plots in the springtime. Yep, yep. And that, then they cultivate them well. into the soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, that works really good. Uh, farmers, pig farmers, zoos, raptor centers. Um, just got to look around and ask, and you'll be surprised at what you find out there. But like I said, give them something for allowing you to dispose of your fish the proper mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, yep. I actually, you mentioned the food plot thing. I had a buddy of mine send me a picture. He would dump his fish in his food plot, mm-hmm. and it was he was getting ready to plant or something, and nothing was really growing in the area except there were, like, big tufts of grass yes. and things just sporadic, random, spread out in this, I'd say it was a good, maybe maybe an acre-sized food plot. Mm-hmm. He sent me a picture, and I said, what in the world are you growing in there? He says, that's where I placed a fish when I would dump them back here. Really? Wherever that fish would decompose, yeah. that's where it's growing up the best. Cool. So it works, as, it works as fertilizer. You know, it's funny you say that because years ago when I had my my own, my little 1860 bow fishing boat, mm-hmm. I'd always pull it in the backyard to clean it out, and i open a drain hole, you know, yep. and i hose oh. it out, and over the years, that spot where all that water would drain out of my boat, mm-hmm. that spot in the grass got so dark green really thick. Yeah, it was crazy. Sure. It just That was nutrients for the soil. Mm-hmm. Just that bloody water. Bloody water, yep. <laughs> That's all yep. it was. Carp eggs yeah. probably in there. <laughs> yep. But yep. it is great fertilizer, no doubt about that. Sure, absolutely. No doubt about that. And, you know, we had another question on our YouTube uh, channel, and they were... They were saying it was a husband and wife, and they've got a small 14-foot V-boat, and they thought about getting in tournaments, but they weren't quite sure because um, they knew they probably weren't going to be very competitive in those tournaments, but they wanted to go in and have fun and enjoy yeah. the tournament atmosphere, and they just asked if, you know, if... if if that's okay to do that, go there with smaller boats and absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, that's that's what we are. Absolutely, yeah. That's what we are. That's how we all started out. Yep. yep. And uh, you, the main thing is, if you've got a smaller boat, um, lower sides on the boat where you're a little bit closer to water, you just know, need to know your limitations. Right, right. You know, um, you don't want to take a small 14-foot boat out in Green Bay when there's... 
15 mile an hour winds right. out of the north. Yeah. You know, you just need to know your limitations. Mm-hmm. But as far as being competitive, you darn right you can oh, be competitive. Yep. <laughs> I've seen some big tournaments get won by the smallest boat Absolutely. of the fleet. Absolutely. That enter. It's I mean, just think cool. of the spots that they can get to yep. that other boats can't get to. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely, get in those tournaments and enjoy them. Um, like I always say, you're going to meet a lot of friends in those. So absolutely, get out there with your small boats and compete. I think it's great, like at our Big 20, when I see these teams rolling in and they got a, a boat in the box of their truck. <laughs> yes, yep. We'll see one I or two that. of those every I, year. I love that. Yep. That yep. is awesome. That yep. is awesome. That's what it's all about. A note on those small boats, buddy and mine. Got a boat together. I told the story of it on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. and it's a 1860 John boat, and there's nothing in it. I mean, it's it's bare and it's light. <laughs> light. There's a deck, yeah. and there's a trolling motor, and there's a old forty horse Yamaha motor on it. That's it. <laughs> and we like it that way. Yeah. There was one time that we were trying to get back in the area. We could see fish splashing around, and we had to enter this skinny little mouth, and it was like six inches. And we're like, we need to get back there. There are fish to shoot back there. We actually got out of the boat, and on either side of it, we just, we like, we didn't lift it up out of the water, but we lifted and pushed. We got right through there. Yep. I mean, you couldn't have 50 more pounds in that boat, and it went to work. Mm-hmm. But since we were light and mobile, and we mm-hmm. went back there, and we shot a bunch of fish. Really? We, yeah. Could you, get it, could you get the boat back across when you had more weight in the boat? It was tougher to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's a good question. We had to we had to give it a little bit extra on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, we got it back in there. I remember thinking to myself, like, for example, the AMS boat, we wouldn't have been able no. to get back there. Nope, you're not lifting that over top nope. of nope. some small some so, yeah, debris and that beaver can, dams and whatever. Exactly. There can absolutely be advantages mm-hmm. to no a doubt. small boat. No doubt. So, so get out there and compete in those tournaments. And speaking of tournaments, you know, you've got them. Um, we're really looking forward to the Worlds this year. Mm-hmm. Over in Winona. Nice and close for us. Nice and close for us. We're going to have a booth there. So make sure to come by and say hello to us and and let's talk some bow fishing. Um, I think we're team number 61. So 61. Yep. Team number 61 to take right. off. So we're going right. to shoot in a tournament, but I am not going to scout. No. I'm getting too old to scout. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I, you know. I'm just going to go maybe a mile from the headquarters and put in and just go. Well, I tell you what, a guy with your uh, experience and expertise, I'm confident in whatever you want to do. We can go shoot the local zoo pond and we'll be okay, I think. <laughs> we'll probably get disqualified if we shoot yeah. the local yep. zoo pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but uh, make sure to come by and talk to us at the Worlds this year. Like I said, we're going to have a little booth there and be all set up. So talking bow fishing, baby, let's, let's talk it up there. Um, Team number 61, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's always fun to get the, you know, you'll sit, we'll sit, we set up booths at tournaments all the time. Yeah. You know, if guys walk past and you, you just ask them, you know, how, what are you guys thinking? The the vast range of answers that you get from different bow fishermen is absolutely amazing. Oh, no doubt. You'll get a guy that comes in and says, I'll tell you what, I don't want to sound cocky, but <laughs> if our fish are there tonight, we're going to be winning. Everybody says that. We're going to win. Then you got yeah. guys that come in and say, oh, man, there ain't no fish nowhere. We drove all the way down here and there's no fish. Yep. I mean, you get you get the highest of the highs and lowest of the lows. And more times than not, the guys that come in and say, hey, man, we got fish pinned. They they some, exactly. In. They're not even there the next morning to weigh in. You know, you don't want to be thinking getting too cocky because those fish will humble you real quick. Absolutely. One thing that I have learned not to ask at bow fishing tournaments mm-hmm. is 
So, what are you seeing? You see anything? I won't even ask that anymore because sure. I'm not going to get right, right. a correct answer. Yep, yep. And when somebody asks me that, I don't like to lie. Yeah. So, I just literally not even tell me, ask me where I'm going and what I've been seeing mm-hmm. because I'm not going to tell you. Right, right. I'm not going to tell you. That's just the way it is. You know, you'll... So I never ask people where they're going and what they what they've been seeing. When that uh, when that does happen, a lot of times, all like for the last two years down at the Bass Pro, mm-hmm. I was working the booth. Yep. I wasn't shooting the tournament at all. And a lot of times you'd ask guys, "Oh, you know what are you what are you feeling about the tournament? Are you mm-hmm. confident?" They'll ask you first, "Are you shooting, are you shooting it? it?" Yeah. No. <laughs> oh wow! Well, actually, right at this point right here, we got like a sixty pound grassy. You know, and they'll get a little bit more in depth with you there. But yeah, they always ask that first just to make sure that you're not going to go yep. take their fish. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John Alaska is is uh, kind of getting that all organized over there. He's doing a great job. Uh, he's making posts all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we're doing here at AMS for that is uh, it's kind of a cool little side pot for the worlds this year. Is we're gonna have a side pot for the closest carp to twenty one pounds mm-hmm. without going over is going to win. An AMS ERAD bulkhead. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So that's going to be a cool little side pot from AMS there. You get a chance to win an ERAD bow if you uh, get closest to 23 pound, 21, pounds, 21 pounds 21 pounds without going over. Sure. I love my ERAD. That's that's an awesome prize right there. Yeah, it's a nice little prize there. Wow. And really cool that AMS is stepping up and doing that for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, there's a tournament coming up. It's, you know, April 6th already, a pretty big one down in... Buzz Ears uh, City, Louisiana, the BPS US Open. Yeah. And yeah. same thing there. We're going to be set up down there, so come by and talk to us. We're not shooting in a tournament down there. We're just going there to set up the booth and talk to people about bow fishing. But um, we are going to go out and try to shoot some fish after the tournament. Yeah. And get See if there's any left. Bit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, coming up uh, in June, we've got the AMS Big 20. I'm already looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I love working it. I love everyone that's coming there. Talking to people, it's just always a always a good time. Absolutely. It's fun to work. Absolutely. So there's a, like I said, if you want to check for tournaments, check uh, social media, go to bow fishing tournaments, and you'll see a bunch of stuff coming up with flyers and stuff. So get out there and join them. They're a lot of fun. Absolutely. Get out there and join the BAA. Um, they've got uh, free, free memberships and also paid memberships. So get out there and support the BAA. Um, you said you want to talk a little bit about some bow fishing stories since we don't have nothing recent right. since we've got all the snow, but we've got some. Maybe we'll have some recent stuff after tomorrow, right? To talk right. about, I hope so. Patterns and strategies and whatnot. But I, I know so. that when I listen to a podcast and so they just tell you about crazy stories that they have in the woods or on the water. Mm-hmm. I always like those. Sure. I like hearing crazy stories. So yep. I figured each of us could tell three little short stories about something that revolves around bow fishing to tell everybody duck duck you got written down that, for your number one yes that duck, is duck that's the name of one of my stories <laughs> that's yep. that sounds better than poop on, poop deck or tp on, on the, the poop, poop deck. deck yep yep you're lucky last podcast when i read that on your notes that i didn't burst out laughing and just destroy the audio because when i read that you had that down in your notes oh my gosh i could barely hold it together tp on the poop deck yep <laughs> so you got duck duck yep should i should i start out with Go one ahead, of mine? what's duck duck you want to hear duck duck what's, first what's duck 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 schmitty all right. Well, me and a buddy of mine, Kyle, mm-hmm. he's the one that I bought the boat with. Probably two years ago, one day after high school, we're like, hey, 
let's go let's go bow fishing. What do you mean we did it? We did that a lot, you know, saying, mm-hmm. hey, let's go. So we went down. We went on Pete and Well Flowage here in Wisconsin, and we were shooting a couple fish. Nothing nothing too crazy, but it was fun. What time? You know? what, what month is this about? I want to say, like, it was, like, that tight July. Okay, so it's getting, getting a little, getting bit a little later. later. It's yep. tough to get on fish, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Algae blooms and a lot yeah, of gra- exactly. lily pads coming up that time. You go through a, a bay or a trough or something, and all you see is, is dust bombs. Mm-hmm. And there's fish everywhere. There's cattails moving like crazy, but you just cannot see nope. them for the life of you. And that right. is so frustrating. Big time. Oh, my gosh, is that frustrating. Yep. Anyway, we were doing the old chase tactic where we were getting on the trolling motor and kind of pushing fish up and then trying to get them in shallow enough water where that we could see them and get sure. a shot off at yep. them. So we're doing this and we're picking up. You know, we maybe had a dozen fish in a boat after a couple hours, and we were way back in a little finger. It was... I don't think we'd have gotten back in there if we didn't have the boat we were in. I mean, mm-hmm. we were in shallow water, and they were fish, and we were looking for very shallow water to try to catch a glimpse of these fish to get a shot off at them. And we nosed right up into some cattails, and you know how it is. There are fish. They skirt out around each side, and you're like, gosh, darn it. Yeah. Well, let's go do it again. So we did that a couple times, and we you know, we buried the front end of the boat up into some cattails. <laughs> and Kyle's standing up there, and I'm... Getting ready to turn it around and do it all over again. And all of a sudden, up out of the cattails. Well, first, I heard a noise in the cattails. That sounded like a uh, like a bear. Yeah. Like a hibernating bear just rustling around and making all this noise. <laughs> and it was making, like, some weird squeak noises. Like, And it was, I'm like, what the? All of a sudden, it comes flying up out of the cattails. Here it was, a duck. <laughs> A big old mallard? It was a big mallard, yes. <laughs> a male mallard. It comes flying up, and my buddy's looking this way. The the duck is coming behind him, and I looked at him, and I uttered these words that are on my sheet. <laughs> duck, duck. I said, duck! Duck! <laughs> and he looks at me like, what are you talking about? It ended up coming around. It hit him square in the chest. Oh, really? It, and it was moving. <laughs> It was moving. It knocked him silly, knocked him down, and he's sitting there, and I, I, we didn't know what to do. We're sitting there. This duck is dazed, sitting on the, the deck of the boat. Oh, my god! It's just sitting there, and we're both kind of like, what? What do we what do? We do? Yeah. It's, it's just sitting there. It was like looking right at me, and you could tell it was kind of stunned a little bit. Sure. And I remember thinking, like, wow, how ironic is that? I just yelled at him to duck. Right. Duck. Literally, because he needed the duck, or he was going to get hit by a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so the the duck is sitting there. After like five minutes, we're like, well, what do we do? And I remember I went up, and I was just going to try to maybe touch it to try to make it fly away yeah. or to see if it was, you know, I could, you know, bring it back to a little bit. I remember my, my fingernail barely, like, grazed a feather. It went nuts. It went down. Into, it flew around. It hit one of the rails in the deck of the boat. And we're like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to feel bad for this darn thing. It went down into the pit of the boat, and finally it got up and out, and it flew away. Oh my gosh. And we just kind of stood there for a while, and we're like, you know what? That is a story to tell right there. So, duck, duck. Did you yell duck for him to duck, or duck that there was a duck flying at Both. you? Both. The first, the first duck was like, duck! Take cover. Yeah. And the second one was telling him what to duck for. Duck from the duck. So it was literally, <laughs> duck, duck. He probably thought I was, like, wanting to play the childhood game oh on the boat gosh. or something. It smoked him. It, I mean, it made, like, a, it was a, 
It was a thud. Really? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like it got beaked and penetrated. Yeah. He, a couple days later at school, he's like, dude, he's like, I, my ribs, man. Really? He had a bruise. No he kidding. He had a bruise. I don't know if it's maybe where the beak hit him or something. Right? But yeah. Oh so my the, gosh. That's Duck Duck. Duck Duck from the Duck. Yes. Yep. Kyle Duck from the Duck. Kyle Duck. Not Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Duck. <laughs> duck Duck Duck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeez. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's my first one. All right. How about you? What do you got? Oh. I guess I got one that's called Frozen in One Spot. Ooh. <laughs> that's like what we are now up here. <laughs> you you kind of referenced to it in the last podcast about okay. something where the next day of the tournament, Alan and Adam asked me why I didn't shoot that one small buffalo that was oh, on my side. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. I was kind of frozen in one spot. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of that movie Grumpy Old Men. You know, at the end of the show when they show all the little bloopers and stuff after yep, that yep. stuff? And there was that one where, I can't remember which one of the characters it was, but he was sitting there and he goes, I can't move. I just farted, and I'm afraid to move. Yeah. Well, this is how this was, <laughs> except it wasn't a fart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because we have, were shooting in, uh, I was shooting with Adam Tobiak and Alan Brusky. Okay. We were shooting at Castle Rock in the WBA tournament there. And, man, it was windy all night long. It was just a rough night. There was waves. We were bouncing up and down and running his fan and stuff, and it was just a rough night. There was a lot of fish, but it was just a rough night. And... um there was a, about a 10 to 15 pound buff that came on my side of the yep. boat there. And you were on one side? I was on one side, okay, and yep. Adam was in the middle, and Al was on the other side. And they, they all saw the fish, and i sitting there, and I'm watching the fish, and <laughs> I'm just watching it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's within shooting range? Oh, it's right alongside the boat oh. yeah, on my side, and it kind of swims out to the front, and they're all kind of like looking at me like, dude, shoot, shoot. And finally, it's when I'm like in front of Adam and Alan, and they shot it, you know? Yeah? I, we didn't say nothing about it, you know? And then the next day, they're like, dude, why didn't you shoot at that buff? Yeah? <laughs> I was afraid to move. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm scared to ask, but why were you afraid to move? Because I might have had an accident. Oh, jeez, you were <laughs> clenching the cheeks that bad? Yeah. Oh. I couldn't move. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was frozen in one spot. <laughs> Did you eat some, some bad food before the tournament no, or something? No, no, So you're telling me that you think that if you would have adjusted I, I, yourself... There is no way I could have drew a bow back. Oh, no. gosh. Oh, my Lord. What is no. with you and poop stories? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> that seems to be a theme. They're good stories, but... Oh, my God. You know me. That is true. Yep. I'll drive four hours to get home. Um, he can't. He will not go number two in public. No. He'll go like a week without going number two. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Chuck stops our uh, horror story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I'll drive five hours to go home. Yeah. Good Lord. That's crazy. <laughs> I can just, I can absolutely see where they're coming from. And they're like, what the? Why isn't yeah. he shooting that physical? It's a chip shot. Shoot yeah. it. And after about, I don't know, 10 minutes, it went away, and I was fine. The rest and you were good. It was just that time where I really? couldn't move. Yeah. Good yep. Lord. It could have been an 80-pounder, and I probably would have had a hard time going back. Okay, I hope you would have had an accident. <laughs> I mean, that that would be a crazy story. Yeah, I shot an 80-pound fish, but I had to pay a price to do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Frozen in place. Yep. That's, so that's my number one story. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. What's All your right. number two story? 
my number two story. You just told us the number two story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that should have been your number two story. Yeah. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I got to put these in order better. Yeah. <laughs> my second story is about when I shot and saw and experienced for the first time big head bow fishing. Mm, big heads, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I was with you as like my second summer working here. And we were going down to Kentucky. We stayed at Dennis Redden's mm-hmm. uh, little home right on the lake there, which is very generous of him to let us do that. That's awesome. Yep. yep. And the whole way down, you're telling me about these big head fish, and you pulled up a picture of a big one that you guys had shot in years past. And I remember thinking, that is the craziest looking fish I have ever seen. No doubt. So I'm thinking, you know, I've been bow fishing before. I'm like, okay, we'll run the shallows. With lights on, mm-hmm. generators running, you know, whatever. And I remember on the way down there, you said, "Yeah, he said, no lights, no big lights yep. on the boat yep. when you're when you're hunting big heads, and that's what it is. You hunt absolutely these fish. Yeah, yep. I'm like, what? How do you see them in Spec Ops lights yep. on our boats? Mm-hmm. Remember we got down there. We I think we drove, you know, the 11 hours it takes to get down there in a day, and I think we went straight from driving. We drove right to a boat landing and dumped in, and we were fishing right yeah, right away. That's usually how we do it. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was amazing. We had the moonlight and the starlight. It was dead quiet. So peaceful. So peaceful. Mm-hmm. In the middle, I think we were on the Ohio River when yep. we were doing no it. No generator No running. generator. It's literally all you hear, and it's not loud. It's just the tiny little hum of the uh, trolling motor. Yep. yep. I'm like, wow, this is my favorite yeah. bow fishing right here. Yeah. This is awesome. And then... You'll see it, and a lot of times you see it in the moonlight, you'll see a little ripple on the surface. Yep. I remember you saying, you say, okay, that's one right there. Or a little V or yep, something. Yep, something that mm-hmm. gives them away. And we we hit our Spec Ops lights, and I saw that fish for the first time, that big white mouth gaping, yep. you know? Yep. And I don't, I'm not, I don't remember if I shot a couple times and missed, but I know that that night I shot my first one, and when I brought it in and I saw that five-gallon bucket mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the body was kind of, I mean, none of the body comes close to the size of the head. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, wow, that is, that's a cool fish right there. And it's even cooler the way you, that you got to go about right. getting them. Right. I just, mm-hmm. and then I tell you what, you, you go back to, to doing, you know, running generators and lights and yep. everything. And you got and fans mm-hmm. and you're yelling at each other, you know, you're uting me away and you got to yell to each other to get that. It makes you appreciate being able to whisper right. to each other. Oh, I think there's one right there. Yeah. Get yeah. ready. Yeah. That's just a very unique. I remember it was game seven of the NBA Finals. <laughs> You're not a basketball fan. It was game seven. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself on the way down there, because you guys probably don't know this. I'm a little bit of an NBA fan. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> it was Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State Warriors. LeBron was coming back from being down 3-1. And I was watching these games, like, religiously. I was, like, watching reruns, taking notes. I mean, it was kind of a serious little situation. And Matt said, oh, yeah, we're going to go we're gonna go out bow fishing that night. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my gosh, game seven. LeBron's making this crazy comeback. I, I'm a big fan of LeBron. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how is this going to Stop, work? stop, stop, stop. I'll, I'll save it right yeah. here. Stop. We bow fished that entire night, and it was, like, three in the morning. 
And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I got to check the score. I, I totally, totally forgot, forgot about it. That's, that's how... That's how much I just dove right into. That's how much I really love that oh, that's experience. Cool. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. awesome. He uh, won, by the way. Cavs won. Just so you all know, Derek's got a little thing for LeBron. <laughs> He's got candles in his house. And LeBron <laughs> oh, okay. No, that was a gay <laughs> gift. That was candles no. with LeBron. I don't light him very often. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, he is the best basketball player to ever play. So you no, got pay your respects. Nope. Old MJ. Oh, MJ is a goat. <laughs> Oh, of course. We could have a whole separate podcast on that. It's, it gets pretty pretty fun here at lunchtime. It does. There's some heated disputes. <laughs> we could have a little uh, uh, sports podcast argument debate. We could. Type deal. He, yeah. you, you've got just a ton of LeBron stats that you know, and you're just crazy about that. I love the NBA. I love basketball. Yeah. So, but uh, that was the silver lining about it. Is I was so I was worried about missing the game, and we went out and did it. And I that's cool. I totally didn't even think of the game once until we were like loading the boat up. That's how much that absolutely just fascinated me. The big head. Did, did you look that up when we were heading back to Dennis's cabin? Yeah, that's when I looked it up. I remember telling you. You, you actually looked it up. Yeah, the the score of the game. Yeah, yeah. You didn't because usually when we hit the usually when we get done bow fishing at nighttime and we load the boat and we by the time I'm out of the park, oh, Derek sleeping. No, I, <laughs> no. Maybe once or twice. Oh my I've god! I've asleep, and it's like for like five once minutes. Once or tops. twice, all this guy does is sleep. <laughs> my, I think. That one year when we shot the Green Bay tournament, we went to like three different spots. <laughs> Every time we loaded and left, you were in the back sleeping. Every single time. Well, then, you, I, then you sleep all the way home. <laughs> Gosh. I, I always somebody sleep so much. Sometimes I do get a little sleepy on those long bullfishing nights. Who doesn't? My you're gosh. a freak. You're, you're not human when it comes to that. Like, I'm pretty sure you haven't slept like in a month. You just keep grinding away. It's, it's impressive. I don't know what's up with you youngins. You just can't. Stay awake. You always fall asleep. I need my beauty sleep, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what is your number two story? Uh, This is a little different than a bow fishing story. Uh Um, It is bow fishing related, but it's going after alligators. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, A couple years back, I went down with Timmy Boy here from work. He was filming. And we're going on to film a gator hunt. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try to do something a little different because a lot of times when you're on these gator hunts, um, you're in a, a fan boat or an air, an air boat. Yep. And yep. Um, you don't have all the lights on. You're in one of their boats, and it's hard to get really kind of good video sure. chasing down these alligators and yep. stuff in yep. the air boat. Um, so I want to do something different. I wanted to try to um, stalk one mm-hmm. during light. Which really limits you because you aren't allowed to hunt gators during the daytime down in, uh, in Florida, unless you have special permits and stuff like that. Okay, all right. Um, so you only have a very short window in the mornings um, to go out and try to stalk gators. Okay. Um, but man, that was really really cool. Like trying like, to. When you say stalk, are you meaning like a spot and stalk? Like yes, you, you see one and you're going to try to yes. creep. Really, right? I was down with Joel Minshew from Central Florida Outfitters and uh, Gabe White, and uh, 
never met them before. I've talked to them uh, before, and uh, really great people. Joel let us stay in one of his campers by his house there, and, oh, wow. and his buddy Gabe White um, had permission on this huge chunk of property, and there was a lot of there was probably ten or twelve separate big ponds. Okay, wow. connected to canals and stuff like that on sure. his property, and it was really cool because Gabe White was uh, he was retired uh, reliever pitcher for the New York Yankees. Oh wow, yeah, and just oh. a super guy, just a great guy and he had this huge swamp buggy and all lifted up with these big skinny tires on it and really? we would drive around in that and then we would drive close to these ponds and then sit back in glass with glass binoculars sure. to see if there's a gator you know sure. sunning himself yep and um we had several opportunities uh we got close to a couple of them um, but what's really cool is some of the video now we didn't get the gators that we were after but some of the video was really cool because what Gabe and Joel would do is they would drive around to the other side of the pond yeah. and film us trying to stalk the gator oh. so they could see they could see you know all the way across the pond they could see that gator and then they could see us in the far background trying making to your way. making our way to try to get this gator oh that's very cool but uh, it was extremely difficult um i never did see um a gator while we were making the stalk okay um every time we would get Close, it would t- it took off and was in the water. Really? Right? So they must have been feeling our vibrations. You know, we were even going barefoot and stuff oh like that, trying gosh. to get there and and snake infest- infested fields and right. stuff. It was, yeah, it was really. Like, oh boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Big spiders and stuff, but I never did get close. So what we ended up doing is we found a ten foot gator, oh. and um, we went and Tim and I went and we set up in a bunch of brush. Mm-hmm. And the gator was in the middle of this pond, and we called it. We, we called it back to us. What and it was okay. really awesome footage because you can hear I was calling to this gator, and it would react to me. You could see it reacting. Really? First, you would just see the top of the head. The rest of the body was underwater. Yep. And then when I made the calls, you know, You were just doing it with your mouth like yep. this? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. When I would do that... You could see the whole gator's back come out of the water, and it would turn and look back at us. Oh, wow. Then it would sink, you know, so I could see the top of his head. Yep. So I'd do that, and you could see his body come up out of the water, and it would swim a little bit to you and then sink, and I could see his head. And this went on for about 35, 40 minutes, and then he would go down a little bit further. And finally, we had it in range, and it was coming down along the bank in front of us. Yeah. And the gator's getting there, and Tim is behind me. It's an over-the-shoulder. Yep. Good. Everything's yeah. setting up to we're, be we're real called, nice. We just called in this 10-foot gator. Everything's yeah. just phenomenal. Yep. They're filming from the other side of the pond. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. It's just, it's just gonna, this is going to be awesome. Yep. And the gator's right there. It's swimming now. It's coming in front of us, and it's swimming by us. And I kind of raised up, and I drew, and I shot. I shot right over top of its really jowl area. Yeah, yeah, I missed oh, it. Wow, I missed it. But uh, what an experience! I was just that was say, that had to be crazy. Um, you know, we had this gator coming in really close the very the first time. Yep, and all of a sudden something just erupted behind us, scared the heck out of us, and the gator just whoo the water just erupted yep. and. We turned around to look what was behind us, and here there was a... We didn't know it. There was a herd of cattle walking up behind us. Oh, my gosh. And they saw us and spooked, and then they 
took off right oh, and then they split the gator sure. oh. so we had to go through the whole process again uh, we had to come back a couple hours later and try it again but, sure you know and and kneeling there in that grass uh ants were biting the heck out of us oh, it was crazy gosh, and you're barefoot not at this time no oh no not this time uh, we had our shoes on when we were sitting there but but just sitting there crouched your legs getting numb and, oh yeah trying to race but i think the reason that i that i did shoot and one of the reasons that i probably didn't have my best shot was um i knew i was gonna be coming to full draw and probably holding a little bit sure so I was shooting with the loop on my string oh. with the release, oh, okay. which I never do when right. I'm bow fishing. Right. And I probably shouldn't have done that. You think that if you went ahead a, a loop and a release and you just shot fingers that you could have put a better shot on that game? I might have been able to yeah. just because I've never shot release bow fishing before. Right, right. Um, but how cool of a video that would have oh. been if we could have had all that work together. But cool angle I, I missed a shot. You know, yep. I missed a shot. Everybody does. That's, that's you know, and it, it's really heartbreaking because you go from Wisconsin all the way down to Florida. You fly down there and get set up, and everything's everything's just right. Mm-hmm. And then I I screwed up on the shot. Yeah, I screwed up on the shot. But that's that's part of it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, just mm-hmm. like hunting. <laughs> I mean, you, it everyone shoots and misses. Right. And if someone tells you they don't. They either haven't been doing it long enough or they're mm-hmm. lying. Yep, yep. That's why they call it hunting, not killing. Exactly. Yep, <laughs> yep. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite the story. Yeah, it was, a lot of, cool. it was pretty cool. All right, so number three for me is titled Fish Palooza. This is probably my favorite story of the three. Duck Duck was good, but... You this, have all these little little abbreviations up there, I do. Too, that, I, I just have no to idea. make sure that I cover all those because there's that many little things that are going on in this story. Does GF mean you're fishing with your girlfriend? No, that means I had an angry girlfriend. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll, yeah. let you, I'll let you go ahead yeah. with the story here. Yep. So, myself, my buddy Kyle, who's in the previous story, mm-hmm. and then two other buddies of mine, Caleb and Reese... I think this was like my second spring working here. You had talked about the buff spawn and how crazy it is, and I saw the footage and stuff from our, you know, the H2O Junkies videos and our DVDs and whatever, and I had never experienced it before. I didn't know what it was about, you know. I knew that it was getting close, and Caleb and Reese contacted myself and Kyle and said, hey, you want to go bow fishing? This was like a Friday night. You want to go bow fishing? We actually went to the Mississippi River that night. We're like, heck yeah, that sounds awesome. So we loaded up and we went out and we were, we both fished in Mississippi. We were shooting some commons. It, it was it was a good night. We shot some nice fish, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I think we both fished it. We both fished it through the night and then we, we that morning till like noon, we kept both fishing it. And we were, we were thinking that the common, we we're trying to catch the common spawn on sure. Mississippi. Okay. You know, some big, just fat yep. pigs. Yep. And we were like, they're this close. Yeah. They are this close. Like, it could be a couple hours between, if we leave right now, we might miss it. Mm-hmm. We might miss it totally. Mm-hmm. So, if I remember correctly, we bow fished that Friday night. We bow fished through the day Saturday. And then we bow fished it Saturday night. And we would, like, sleep in the truck every couple hours or something just to try to <laughs> keep up on that. And they never went like uh, we thought they were going to. Yeah. So on our way home, we stopped at a different – I remember Reese just saying, well, let's just pull into a boat landing and just see. I won't, I'm not going to mention the body. Were you, were you sleeping? Just... I was sleeping. Okay. I was fast asleep <laughs> in the back seat. And the reason I have GF in abbreviation here, 
my girlfriend at the time was not happy. I mean, we were supposed to hang out or something that weekend, and I was gone. It's, it's bullfishing That's, time. I tried to tell her. I tried to tell her. <laughs> so I'm sleeping in the back seat, and they're like, well, let's just try this. Let's go to this one boat landing on this body water and just look around and see. Yeah. We're all crazy tired. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, when we were driving to this other body of water, it was a couple, I mean, maybe an hour and a half, two hours away. We ran out of gas in the truck. Oh, my gosh. All of a sudden, we're coming to a stop, and <laughs> one of the guys is like, yeah, we're out of gas. Oh, my we're like, gosh. We're like, that's not, that, that's a big problem. <laughs> we siphoned the gas out of the boat into the truck. <laughs> To be able to make really? it to a gas station. Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. And then also on that on that drive, oh I don't remember where it was, but good buddy, Reese, we were driving down, and he looks out the window, and he goes, oh, my gosh, look at those coyotes. I'm like, what? Coyotes? What are you talking about? Maybe it was the lack of sleep getting to him or something. He's like, there's a bunch of coyotes. Just, like, sitting in that field over there. So we, like, stopped and backed up, and we're like, what? Coyotes? What is he talking about? Here there was, like, three sandhill cranes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's like, dude, they look just like coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we're, like, deliriously. We don't know what is going on. We're running out of gas. We're thinking that sandhill cranes are coyotes. I mean, it's just we have been haven't gotten good sleep. In- Girlfriend's mad. Girlfriend's mad. It's just craziness going on so i'm like gosh i just we need to pull in this boat landing and then i need to go home and get some sleep and just this is crazy we pulled in to the boat landing of this mystery body of water and i remember pulling in and on the left side there's lake Mm -hmm. i'm like what is going on what what is splashing all over the place? Not frogs. I'm like, what the heck? I said, hey, guys, what is going Look at over here. And, of course, Caleb and Reese had experienced the bus bomb before. Yeah. And they they said to us, get out. We hit it. Yeah. It's And the craziest thing is we pulled in at, like, right when it was getting light out in the morning, mm-hmm. 7, 30, 8 o'clock. We were the only boat at the boat landing. And he's like, okay, get get ready. And I'm like, what? okay, I don't know what this is. I remember getting out and going to shore, and I, for the first time, I saw males, you know, pushing up on mm-hmm. females, buffs everywhere. I remember my jaw just dropped. Yeah. I mean, it was full out. I have yet to experience anything like that to this day. Really? It was absolutely wild. And in the, the four or five hours that we ended up bow fishing that day, we did not think about anything else. That we didn't think about coyotes or sandhill cranes <laughs> or girlfriends or running out of gas or tired. <laughs> Even though we were dog tired, none of that mattered because it was absolutely wild. Fish on. It, and in the, the four or five, four hours-ish that we were doing it, you know, at first you shoot any fish you see yep. you just want to sh- shoot mm-hmm, some fish. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the point where you're like, okay, there's males everywhere. I'm going to wait for the big female. Right. I think the biggest fish out of us four was a 44-pound female. Nice fish. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got to a point, I mean, it was just it was just wild. You'd have, you'd have, like, males that I don't know if it was just because they were such in the mood. You'd swear they were, like, pushing up on your legs. Yeah. I, it was just yeah. bonkers. So you're shooting them from the water? You just got in the water? And- we actually we sh- shot them from shore for a while. Then we went out in the boat. And I remember both, all of us saying, this would be more effective if we just all kind of split up and just waited. Yeah. 
and that's what we did. And we probably shot 80% of the fish that we shot waiting in the water. Cool. And then we threw them up on shore, and then we'd come around with the boat and pick them all up. Yep. You know, and whatever, and that was a blast. While we were doing that, I think that we shot like 250 fish in those four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we'd have kept the rate up that we were doing at the first hour, we could have shot a yeah. whole lot more. Could have sunk the boat. Exactly. Yeah. We, we were in an area, and I was chasing one female. She was big. She'd have probably been the biggest one of the day, and she kept working down a shoreline, and I kept trying to go after her and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I tell this story to people. I don't know if I've told it to you. No one believes it, but I swear to you it happened. You get into some stuff, and you sink up to your knees sometimes, yeah. and you're like, oh, gosh, i got to get out of here. you, yeah. you, know, you got to unsuction your foot from yeah. the mud and yeah. everything, and... I remember I found, like, two rocks to stand on, and she was getting away from me, and I was going to go back to the boat. and So I found a rock. Okay, I'm going to put my right foot there. And we were barefoot because we didn't want to, you know, ruin your shoes and socks yep. with mud. And I found, oh, I can't find one. There's one with my left foot. And I'm sitting there, and <laughs> we were all split out, you know, shooting different different fish. And it actually, it was one of those days that it got warm, and the sun was high and pounding the water. The common started going. Sure. They start, I mean, yep. it was just, I've never experienced anything like it, and I may never experience anything like it ever again in my mm-hmm. life. But anyway, I'm sitting there on my two rocks, kind of just surveying everything, and I'm thinking, like, why is the water getting deeper? It was, like, at, like above my knees, and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it kind of started getting a little bit higher up my legs. I'm like, what is going on? And then pretty soon, I'm, like, doing the splits. I'm like, am I pushing the rocks out from underneath me? What is going on? I swear on the Bible, this is true. I looked down, and the rock that I put my left foot on was the shell of a snapping turtle. And it was moving. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Okay, so my right foot was on a rock, and that it started going out into the deeper yeah. channel. And I was I started doing the splits. I didn't know what was going on. I lifted my left foot off that faster than I have ever moved in my life. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think back on it and I'm like, I was nudging around with my foot trying to Oh, okay, that's a rock right there. At any point I could have freaking lost some toes. You could have been tollless. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. That just capped off that crazy, crazy trip. Crazy. Wow. I mean it was just but yeah, that is a that is a very fond memory. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. So. You always remember that stuff. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That is my that's my third and final story. Cool. Well, my third story takes me back down to Kentucky, mm. <clears throat> as many stories do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a great day. Uh, I was out with Dennis Redden, and we were filming. It was just him and I in the boat. Mm-hmm. He shoot a fish. I'd be filming. We'd swap. Yep. He'd shoot a fish. I'd film. I'd shoot a fish. He'd film. We were just kind of going back and forth that way and doing that. And the buffs were, were spawning. It was an awesome day. Bluebird skies, you know, not a cloud in the sky. The sun yep. was nice and high. It was just awesome. Water was clear yet. There wasn't a lot of fish moving in there, so it was. you could really see we were getting this awesome footage. Yeah. And uh, we had shot a... I think it was like a 68-pound big head oh, on film. Jeez. And uh, we got that all on film, and it was just really awesome. And at we had to be back at the boat landing at 2 o'clock yeah. uh, because Dennis's wife was going to drop off Dennis's two grandsons. Oh, okay. Uh, Ty and Mason. Yep. Great uh, kids. 10 and 11 years old. Yep. So we did our stuff. We shot some fish. We filmed. We did some closings and stuff like that. And then we went back to the boat landing and waited. And the kids came down. They had sub sandwiches. And 
they saw the fish in the boat and they were their eyes just boom mm-hmm. just got huge and they're like, Oh my gosh and Was was Cody with you guys too? On that trip? Cody. Cody tying Cody? Cody. Cody. Yes, Cody. Cody. Did I say Mason? You said Mason. Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah, That's was, where I was just, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Cody, Mason? Ty and Cody. Cody. Okay, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Ty and Cody. And um, so we picked them up and we, we took them back out and we were filming them. Um, that footage shooting is awesome. At fish. It's awesome. Yep. And, yep. and uh, they were shooting at Gar and they were shooting at Carp and they were shooting at Buffs and they were just, we got filmed with them waiting in the water, shooting at the Gar. Famous, the famous, one. Cody shoots that guard. Yeah. He does the thing. He just does he a does, big old fist. He pump. does a big old fist. He was pump, jacked up, and it yeah. was just really a special day to be on the water with those kids and Dennis. And we had some awesome footage going. And I can remember Dennis was up on the filming platform filming, and we were going back into this little cut, and you could see a big wad of fish spawning. Okay. Yep. And as we're getting closer to that spot, Cody draws back and he smokes a buff okay all right cool. yeah so his line is going way out and i kept watching this pile of fish that were spawning yeah they're getting closer and they're getting closer and cody's fighting his fish and his like i said his line is out there yeah and this wad of fish is getting close now you can see that the female is now swimming okay and you can see the males are behind her yeah they're not pushing they're swimming now okay yep and these fish are getting closer to cody's fish that he's fighting oh okay yep so finally in this wad of fish i saw the female yep and immediately i said cody drop your line yeah this this buffalo was enormous i could see her the the big female the big female was just ginormous okay and i remember looking at the dentist and i said you got it and he goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it. So he saw what he was... He saw the fish, too. And was that little bit of wavering him like, oh, my yep. God, that thing is And huge. I'll never forget on the footage, I said, oh, my gosh, that thing is huge. And I, and you can hear it in the in the recording of the video. Dennis goes, I know, and I'm up here filming. Yep, yep, I remember <laughs> hearing that. Yep, he goes, yeah, the thing's a beast. Yep. I'm up here. He kind of gets high fish. So, yep. Okay, we got Cody's got a fish on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I and it's right here that. in front of this... Massive females coming. I don't want this fish to splash around and right. scaring this big one. Yep, yep. So I'm up there, and 10-year-old Ty Redden is on the side of me. And I'm like, all right, Ty, on the count of three, you know, we'll, we'll shoot together. Yep. So we draw back, and this fish is just enormous, just huge. Dennis has it all on film. Yep. And both Ty and I draw back, and we both release, and... You can actually see the fish take off, and it, I think it goes underneath the line of Cody's fish that he yeah. has on, or something like that. But yep. this fish takes off, ties arrow, hit the fish, and bounced out. Okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, I hit the fish, and it takes off, and this massive V, it's like a ship taking off. Yeah. Just because the fish was in shallower water, yep. and this yep. huge V is leaving little rolls of white caps as it swims away. Oh, my Lord. And we knew it was a big fish and all that, and and we we get it up and probably could have gaffed the fish or done something with it, but I said, Ty, give me a backup shot, you know? Yep. So 10-year-old Ty, we got it on film, he draws his little bow back, plunk, and he smokes that yep. fish and boosh, it takes off again that, and stuff like that. Awesome. And um, so we got that on film and we're all, it's all cool and exciting and stuff, and 
we got the fish alongside the boat, and and their kids are looking down at the fish. And I remember this fish coming headfirst up. And I remember looking at the fish and seeing how the girth yeah. that this fish had. The You know, you, the buffaloes always had that big hump on their back. Well, this one's hump was like nothing, double in Like nothing you've like ever, nothing seen, I've ever seen before. It was huge. Yep. And I remember gaffing that fish and lifting. <laughs> That's when I knew that this fish was special. Yeah. It was like, oh, my gosh. And I remember lifting the fish onto the side, into the boat, on the side of the boat, and turning up towards Dennis, not realizing what I was doing. Yep. Okay. okay. I'm sitting here holding this fish, and I'm talking to Dennis. All right? And later on, when you watch the footage, uh-huh. the eggs were just pouring out of this fish. Like a couple pounds worth. Yes. It was yeah. like cream of wheat all yep. over. Yep. And, and we put the fish down, and... We knew it was a big fish, uh, so we put the scale on it. The scale said, you know, like 86 pounds, and we're like, holy cow. 86 or 88 pounds, it said, and we're like, holy cow. And I said to Dennis, I said, you know what the state record is? He's like, no, I don't know. So I'm on the phone. I'm calling Joe Nichols. I'm calling a bunch of people trying to figure out what the state record is and stuff like that. And uh, told him what the weight of our fish was, and he called me back and says, I think you might have a possible state record. Oh, my gosh. You better do something. So... We ended up contacting Andy Cardwell, and he met us at the dam, and we had an official scale there, and Kenzie was there, and um, who else was there? I'm trying to think of the cameraman there. Um, Ah, the heck's his name again? Mm. (laughs) Kenzie was named, but he was there um, to, to officially weigh the fish. Yeah. And it was a you know ended up being a new BA state record, oh the Kentucky gosh. state record, smallmouth buffalo at eighty seven point eight pounds, and uh, it was just a really cool deal because I got to spend it with a couple of you know a ten eleven year old. Oh yeah, and I I I can remember stuff when I was little. What happened yep. on special events, deer hunting with my dad. Yep. You know when I was young, um, being around all that stuff and seeing that stuff. And I know that these kids will remember that. Oh, absolutely. They remember that. So that's what was so special about shooting. Yeah, it was great to shoot, you know, a, a big fish like that. Right. But to get it on film and then to have two two young kids be part of that. Right. Right. You know, to be part of that is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's why if you if you ever get the chance, you know, take kids out yeah. on the water. Yep. They'll have a blast, and you I'm never know what's going to happen. Yeah, last life. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's cool, just you telling that, one, for Cody to show restraint, to not want to, you know, just bring, he listened. That, bring that fish and in. And he listened, right. He just, he just let go of his, yeah. his trigger and just let everything right. play out. And then Ty, having the wits about him with this mega fish, you know, coming in that he was able to put a backup shot in and yeah. everything that's he did that's a great job cool. everybody did a great job yeah and even dennis filming you know he got the, the whole thing on the film film is I mean, yeah you it's hard to beat that he's it up is. on the filming deck i mean you can see the fish perfectly in the water you can right. see in the frame when you shoot you see cody's fish you see with cody's the line fish. and everything everything's in view you see 
Ty and I drawing our bows back. You can yep. see the fish coming through. You can see Cody's fish. I mean, it's just a you know a once in a lifetime Ex- deal. Yep. It's like filming shooting a 170 inch whitetail. Right. You know. Right. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a you know once in a lifetime deal like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hoping to get back down there again this year and oh, do some yeah. filming again with Dennis awesome. and taking his grandkids out again. We always have a blast doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's some of our stories. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed. Some hope you of enjoyed them. some of the stories. Uh, we'll be getting back to hopefully some real bow fishing stories here soon. Yes. And uh, like I said, we're going to be heading out tomorrow to do a little winter bow fishing here and some creeks and streams that are hopefully starting to open up. And I know we got a couple guys that are shooting some fish around. Yep. So maybe yep. we'll have to go try to get some spots from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, I guess we're going to wrap it up. But first, uh, let's do a little uh, AMS product highlight here. Sure, um, absolutely. I think we should, uh, nice little product highlight, I think, would be the the uh, Rips tips. Oh. Um, you know, those are some high-performance bow fishing tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they're designed, the way they're cut. You could see a Rips tip, an AMS Rips tip, on the end of a hunting broadhead and think, oh, Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's I mean they're sharp. They're sharp. They're they're sharp. <laughs> what they're made to do is penetrate those big scaled fish, grass mm-hmm. carp, um buffs. Yep. You know. Um I don't know countless times I've seen arrows ricochet off the scales oh, yeah. I mean it's like armor. It's armor yep. on the size of those fish plate. Well man the rips tips, that thing penetrates. Yep. Yep. That thing penetrates. Side story on the rips tips. Mm-hmm. My uh, fish palooza story. Yep. How I mentioned that it was one of those days where the buffs were going crazy and the commons started later in the day. Mm-hmm. There was there was a female and, and two or three males pushing her. And throughout the day, I would have it where, you know, you shoot into a cloud of fish. And I remember I had just gotten my ERAD. So it was at 60 pounds. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it was yeah. I was packing a punch yep. shooting those fish. Yep. And a couple times I would shoot and I would have two fish on. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. I had a rips tip on. Yeah. Uh, and we just had them new. I was trying them out. Yep. With the commons, none of them were real big. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to draw. I'm a tall guy, lengthy mm-hmm. guy. I drew back probably 30 inches. And I got down as level with the water as I could. <laughs> and I shot. And I think for a split second, I had my rips tip penetrated three fish really it went through one through the second and maybe the barbs weren't all the way in the third fish mm-hmm. but it pierced scales on really? three fish now how many fish did i end up getting back on that shot one. Oh yeah yeah yep, yep, but yep. At, at one point i'm like what is going all three fish were reacting the same in my arrow sure and then the, the third one got off i'm like oh my gosh i gotta bring this in the second one got off. i'm like oh <laughs> no one's gonna believe no one, me yeah exactly right. yep but yeah they're they're sharp they are they're like i said they're it's a high grade stainless um they fit a all you know quarter 20 inch threaded points mm-hmm. and um there, there are some cool tips. So if you want some high performance tips, uh, give give out uh, check out AMS Bow Fishing's Rips Tips. Yep, and um, they're available in packs of two. So uh, that's our product highlight of the week is the AMS Rips Tips. But from all of us at AMS Bow Fishing, you know, best of luck. Keep keep uh, asking us questions. We'll oh, get absolutely. back to some of these on our podcast on our next podcast. But from all of us at AMS Bow Fishing, best of luck on the water, and we hope you enjoyed episode five here of some bow fishing stories. Mm-hmm. Remember. Aim low, think big. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.